You're listening to the Fired Up Podcast Network. Let's get fired up. This is Fired Up Browns podcast going over the week one preseason game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Browns played the Jaguars in the opening week of the preseason for 2021 season. Browns got the win 23-13 in the first quarter. It was 3-0 Cleveland. And then the Browns scored 10 more points in the second to bring it to 13-0 In the third, the Browns added on another three points, and then the Browns finally scored seven in the fourth, and the Jaguars scored their 13 points on the fourth quarter. The starters for the game at quarterback for the Browns was Case Keenum, at fullback, Andy Janovich, at running back, Dearness Johnson, wide receivers were Rashard Higgins and Donovan Peoples-Jones, tight end was Harrison Bryant, and your offensive line from left to right was James Hudson, Michael Dunn, Nick Harris, Blake Kantz, and Chris Hubbard. None of those guys, except for possibly one of Higgins or Peoples-Jones, will be starters during the season. They would be wide receiver three, and Janovich is a fullback. So there's more likely than not one of those guys will be listed as a starter, but it's just one of those three for the offense as actual starters, unless there are injuries that occur, in which case... Other guys that are starting now would step into starting roles. On the defense, your defensive ends were Porter Gustin and Cameron Malvo. Your defensive tackles were Sheldon Day and Andrew Billings. Your linebackers were Mac Wilson and Jacob Phillips. At corner, you had the young duo and Greg Newsom the second and Greedy Williams. At nickel, you had Keandre Thomas. And at the safeties, you had Elijah Benton and Javante Malfit. At quarterback for the Browns, as I stated earlier, Case Keenum got the start. He went 12 of 17 for 115 yards. He played a total of 26 snaps. He had a 73.1 PFF grade, but he had accuracy issues at times. He was bailed out a couple of times by some acrobatic catches, particularly Donovan Peoples-Jones bailed him out. And overall was pretty disappointed in in his performance, thought he could have done better. But not the worst showing, just an, a below-average showing for him. You expect a little bit better out of a long-time backup, especially in the preseason. He was facing starters with backups around him. But overall, you expected a little bit better out of Case Keenum. You would have liked to see a little bit more. The only other quarterbacks the Browns have is Kyle Laletta. He came in and went 19 of 27 for 212 yards and two touchdowns. He had a 92.3 PFF grade. He averaged over nine air yards per attempt, and over 70% of those 212 passing yards came before the catch. So he's really getting it there, and his receivers didn't do a whole lot with it. He played a total of 46 snaps. He wasn't very consistent, I wouldn't say. He was pretty good with his 
ball placement in general, but there were times where it got pretty bad. But in general, was actually pretty good. Really impressed with him. He was one of the standout players in this game and really, I think, has a chance to be someone who is a long-term answer at the backup quarterback position because Case Keenum does make a good amount. So if there is, if he could stay on the practice squad for another year, I believe there's a shot that he takes over that backup role down the line for the Browns. The Browns had four different players carried the ball in this game. John Kelly had the most carries with eight, but he ended up with only negative one yards. Ended up with a 64.7 PFF grade, but that was a 56.0 rushing grade on that breakdown. He was effective in the passing game, getting an 84.9 grade there with four catches for 44 yards on just four targets. He also had a 77.5 pass block grade and was, again, effective in the passing game. He couldn't really do a whole lot, but some that was on the offensive line, it wasn't a very good performance, especially in the run game from them. Johnny Stanton, a fullback, had six carries for 12 yards. He's most likely going to be the practice squad fullback unless someone claims him. He had a 58.7 PFF grade, 59.4 receiving grade, a 77.8 pass block, and a 64.8 run block grade, and a 55.7 rushing grade. He only played 22 snaps, but he also had two catches for 14 yards on three targets and looked like he could be a decent practice squad guy to fill in in the event of a Janvich injury, but definitely not someone who's ready to start right away, I don't believe, but an effective player who can be a solid backup fullback, that's not someone you have on your active roster though, so that's a practice squad spot for him. Corey Taylor had six carries for 17 yards, 51.9 PFF grade. He played only 12 snaps, got carries in half of them. He he also had a 56.8 receiving grade, and his rushing grade was a 58.6. His run block grade, I believe he only had one snap on run blocking. It was grade LS 60, and a 15.7 pass blocking grade. He is a guy who just didn't have a lot of reps even at Tulsa. He wasn't a starter. I believe he only started four games in his career at Tulsa. Played in 39, though. But just a guy that doesn't have a lot of experience, probably going to be cut. I don't see him as a guy that even makes the practice squad either. Dearness Johnson then came in with five carries for 14 yards. He had a 57.2 PFF grade. His receiving was graded a bit lower at 47.7. His pass blocking only 40.5. His rushing 63.6. And he only played in 24 snaps. He did also have two catches for 28 yards on three targets. The Browns as a team only had 3.3 yards per carry. It was very ineffective. However, the offensive line was just pretty bad. Over 85% of the team's rushing yards came after contact, according to PFF's Austin Gale. And just overall, just a poor performance by the offensive line, who we'll get into here. The starting offensive line we went over, but the best player for the Browns on that offensive line was Greg Sinat with an 82.3 PFF grade. He was good in the run game. He was all right as a pass blocker. 
I don't remember how many snaps he had. Michael Dunn at left guard was all right. Pretty good as a pass blocker, not as strong as a run blocker. He had 48 snaps. He did play quite a bit. You also had Drew Forbes. And Forbes and Dunn, as a both playing left guard, but Dunn can kick into center. He has been practicing that throughout practices and training camp. And that comes in handy because your centers that you did have were Nick Harris and Javon Patterson. Harris got 43 snaps and Patterson got 24 snaps. Both of them struggled a good amount. Harris was better as a pass blocker than a run blocker. Patterson was the other way, but both were pretty poor at both. Harris did look a lot better at center than he did last year playing guard, which was expected due to his limited size. Just still very small and... You would expect better out of him in the run game because of that athleticism added by being at that smaller weight, but you just really didn't see that. He was better as a pass blocker than a run blocker. Pretty disappointing performance out of Harris, and Patterson just did not expect a lot out of a third-string center and someone who has even gotten reps taken away by a Michael Dunn. And Colby Gossett... Played right guard. He had a 67.8 PFF grade. Was sol- was alright at both. Not spectacular. Played 33 snaps. Your other right guard was Cordell Iwagu, who only played 4 snaps. And then Blake Hantz played 35 snaps, but struggled a lot. Was pretty poor. And he was a guy that I looked for as a possible roster spot but wasn't necessarily likely I would have put Forbes and Dunn as interior guys ahead of him but I would have had him as that third interior guy and there's a chance that that ends up being a guy that just doesn't make the roster especially if that's a poor performance out of Hans and with Iwagu maybe we can see some more snaps out of him because it's hard to really get a look on just four snaps Chris Hubbard only played 17 snaps, so didn't get a great look out of him. He did start the game, was an okay pass blocker, wasn't great against the run, but you know what Chris Hubbard is. He can play both tackles, and you actually had your rookie, James Hudson, able to play both tackle spots as well, but he did struggle a lot, but he did play a lot. He played 48 snaps, played on both sides of the line, and Really, he is very raw. They knew that coming in. So no shock there with his struggles. And then Alex Taylor was another guy getting snaps at left tackle. 29 snaps, 66.5 PFF grade. And that will do it for the offensive line. In terms of receivers for the Browns, we'll start out with who had probably the most impressive performance of any Brown, and that is Donovan Peoples-Jones. He was pulled out very early, only played 16 snaps, but he had three catches, 26 yards, five targets, had an acrobatic catch to save Case Keenum on a very bad throw. He was just the best receiver on the field for the Browns and probably the best receiver between both with DJ Shark not playing. Marvin Jones was also really good, but Peoples-Jones was right there with him. Very good in this game. He had a 73.8 PFF grade. But like we said, 
pulled out very early because he impressed very early. No need to play him anymore, especially in just the first game. Another impressive player for the Browns, Davian Davis. Four catches, 56 yards, and a touchdown on five targets. He had a tremendous catch for that touchdown. Played it very well. And he had an 83.0 PFF grade and played 24 snaps. And another thing you have to look for with the Browns is that run blocking grade. They really want their receivers to be able to run block. Every one of these top receivers that we'll talk about had at least a 50 run blocking grade. You didn't have anybody except for Connor Davis with a poor run blocking grade, and Connor Davis just struggled a good bit. So that is something to keep in mind when we talk about these receivers, having that decent run blocking as well. And even a guy like Demetric Felton, who's very small, hybrid running back wide receiver, who had four catches for 44 yards on six targets, he ended up grading out at 60.4 run blocking grade. He only played 26 snaps. He ended up with a total PFF grade of 664 and he didn't have a drop. He was used mainly as that slot receiver. And Austin Gale charred 90% of his routes being from the slot rather than out of the backfield. And he didn't have a single carry. But hopefully in the next preseason game, we can see him get some carry as a running back. Because let's be honest, with what the Browns had with John Kelly, with Corey Taylor, it just wasn't impressive out of the running back position. So hopefully you get some more reps out of him in the next preseason game as a actual running back. You also had Jamarcus Bradley, didn't play too poorly, had two catches for 38 yards on two targets, 46 snaps, 65.5 PFF grade, and overall was just solid, wasn't the best player out there. You had Rashard Higgins, who also starred. He only played 23 snaps, He only had one catch for 12 yards on two targets, had a 69.2 PFF grade though, and again, was playing against starters for the Jaguars. So take that for what it is. The Jaguars starting defense isn't a good defense, but he was solid against a starting caliber defense, and that is a pretty good sign you would expect him to be a little bit worse against some of the better defenses. But overall, for playing starters, was actually pretty solid. Andy Janovich didn't get a carry at fullback, but he did get two catches for 22 yards on just two targets. He only played eight snaps in the entire game. Was pretty good in the passing game. Wasn't as good in the run-blocking game, but just with so few snaps, it's hard to really grade someone on that. Same with Steven Carlson. Two catches, 14 yards, two targets, 77 PFF grade, but only seven snaps. Wasn't as good of a run blocker as he was a receiver, but again, just very limited snaps. It's very hard to judge these guys that didn't play a lot on how they did. That's why we have the three-game sample size in the preseason, so we can judge the entirety of the preseason instead of just having to overreact to this one game. You also had Jordan Franks, who I just... Was not very impressed with. Just was not a good receiver. Had two catches, 12 yards, four targets, 39 snaps. But Davis also wasn't a very good tight end. Connor Davis, six yards on the catch, one target, 30 snaps. Just very poor all-around game for him. But both those, I wouldn't expect either of them to make the roster. Carlson will be on the bubble 
and Franks and Davis just quite honestly don't have a shot to make this team. Ryan Switzer had two catches for 11 yards on two targets, 75.5 PFF grade, just played 16 snaps though. Wasn't great as a run blocker, but but pretty small guy, mainly going to be used as a slot receiver. I don't see him really having a chance unless he can be a really high-end special teams contributor. I see him more in what he was last year, a practice squad player who has a chance with injuries to come up and play. Same thing with JoJo Natson. 53.6 PFF grade, but only nine snaps. Didn't have a catch, was only targeted once. Kadero Hodge, very similar situation. No catches, one target, 20 snaps for him. And really, you're looking at all these guys down here at the bottom of the roster in terms of production are really going to have to rely on special teams' ability to get onto the field. Onto the defense, the most impressive player by far was Jeremiah Usakoromoa, the second-round pick out of Notre Dame, picked at 52. Browns traded up to get him, and with this performance, you kind of see why. He showed his versatility. He played 47 defensive snaps. 36 of them were actually in the box. He did blitz a little bit. He had a sack. He had three tackles for loss, totaled eight tackles. He ended up just having a very good game all around. And I want to read off some of these PFF grades for the game because they show just how good he was all around. He had a 69.5 coverage grade, a 74.2 pass rush grade. He was a very good blitzer off the edge. 81.4 tackling grade and a 74.9 run defense grade for a total 78.1 PFF grade. Just an all-around overall good performance out of Jeremiah Usakoromoa. Showed what we wanted to see, and hopefully he can get some more reps when we get into the future preseason games where we play more starters he can get more reps then he can play some more versatile roles play out more in the slot play more of a safety role as well you also had a guy in robert jackson who had six tackles at corner but he was pretty poor in coverage he did play 45 snaps just poor coverage and wasn't very impressive. Elijah Lee also had six tackles, was a little bit better, played 41 snaps, was a pretty consistent tackler, just wasn't very good as a run defender, wasn't great as a cover guy either, and just pretty poor performance out of him. Keandre Thomas started at the nickel for the Browns, was really bad. He was bad. He just couldn't cover anybody. He tackled decently, was a decent run defender, 36 snaps. Moffitt at safety had four tackles, 51 snaps, played a good amount, was better as a run defender than a cover guy, just not very impressive performance. Honestly, with these DBs, some of them starting should not have started over some of the guys we saw later on in the game such as a Richard LeCount, who we will get to later. But the those safeties just were very poor in their performance. You also had Sione Takitaki only playing 18 snaps. Did have 74.4 PFF grade, had three tackles. Wasn't terrible, just was average. He was out there. He played like Sione Takitaki typically plays. Shunday had a decent day, if you will. Two tackles, one sack. 13 snaps was one of the better defensive tackles on a defensive line that kind of struggled throughout the day. Just wasn't a great day for that defensive line. He was probably the best guy along 
that defensive tackle group, it was pretty poor. The rookies weren't great, and Andrew Billings did struggle as well, who we will get to now. Andrew Billings was just driven off the ball a couple of times by just single blocks and just wasn't able to anchor and do what we really need him to do as a run defender. He was a little bit better as a pass rusher, but still wasn't very effective there either. He only had one tackle. He did only play 11 snaps, but those 11 snaps were pretty poor. We hope that with that year off, it may take him a while to get back into shape, and he does get back into his playing shape and playing form. For the Browns, they also had Richard LeCount, who, as I said earlier, was fairly impressive. Ended up with a 90.4 PFF grade, was the highest defender grade for the Browns. Had two tackles, a sack, two passes defended, and one interception on 37 snaps. Did have a 79.6 coverage grade. He was great as a blitzer as well at that safety position, something that Joe Woods did show that he wouldn't do in this preseason. He sent a lot of different blitzes there, and that was really necessary because of how ineffective that defensive line was, which was missing the two starting defensive ends as well as Tech McKinley not being there, obviously, and then Malik Jackson was also not there at defensive tackle, who is by far the best pass-rushing defensive tackle. The starting corners for the Browns were okay. Greedy Williams, 58.5 PFF grade, only played 18 snaps, had a couple tackles. Now, when you look at Greg Newsom, he also only played 18 snaps, had a significantly worse PFF grade at 44.2. But he was actually, I thought, better than that. He also only had two tackles, but he did decently well. He gave up a little bit of a cushion, was a little bit late to go to the ball. He just... Overall, just wasn't as fast as he should have been. But he did a decent job in coverage and was covering Marvin Jones for a good amount of those snaps. And I thought he was pretty impressive, especially for a rookie. And I don't think that PFF grade necessarily reflects how he played. And I honestly thought he was better than Greedy Williams in this game. And then when you go to some of your backup corners, you had decent performances out of Rugamba, who had two tackles, a 60.8 PFF grade on just 23 snaps. And A.J. Green was quite impressive as well. A.J. Green ended up with just one tackle, but he also had a pass defended. He had a 79.6 PFF grade and on 31 snaps, and I thought that was more reflective of his performance than Greg Newsom's PFF grade was. I thought he had a pretty solid day there out at corner. And after Newsom and Will- and Greedy Williams, I thought he was the best corner we had out there on the field. A lot of the other defensive linemen we had out there did struggle quite a bit. Romeo McKnight, defensive end, had two tackles, but was a pretty poor pass rusher on just 22 snaps, though. But just a poor pass rusher and wasn't very impressive there. Joe Jackson, much the same way, just not a great overall performance for him. Two tackles. Played 34 snaps. Curtis Weaver was a pretty good run defender, but just also didn't add a ton as a pass rusher on 40 snaps, also having two tackles. Porter Gustin only played 10 snaps. He had a tackle and a sack. Wasn't as good of a run defender as he was a pass rusher, but was okay as both. But he was facing a starting unit for the Jaguars, and I thought he was probably the best defensive end that we had play last night. 
Cameron Malveaux had a tackle on 28 snaps, had a 56.2 PFF grade, was a better run defender. Again, a lot of commonalities here between some of these defensive ends that are your depth defensive ends, better run defenders, and pass rushers just haven't offered a ton in terms of that. And then your younger defensive tackles also struggled a lot. Tommy Togiai, fourth-round pick out of Ohio State, and Marvin Wilson. Both of them struggled a good amount. Togiai got 38 snaps. Wilson got 25 snaps. Hopefully we can get a little bit more out of both of them next time and really just get them some reps. In terms of linebackers, Mac Wilson did get the start for the Browns but had a pretty poor night. Only having a 29.7 PFF grade was was injured as well. He is getting an MRI on his shoulder. Jacob Phillips also started for the Browns at a tackle. He had a 44.6 PFF grade in 23 snaps. And this is the problem that I've seen with the Browns, is that they keep wanting to play Phillips as a will, and I believe his best position is at the Mike position, where he can play behind Anthony Walker when Walker comes back from injury. That will be his best position. And then your best will would be to have Jeremiah Wusakoromoa there as the starter. You have depth at that will position with Malcolm Smith. And Malcolm Smith overall was not bad. Had two tackles, a 57.8 PFF grade on 11 snaps. But really you're just looking at he's going to struggle. He's been struggling there his entire career with the Browns. And now I know it's been a very short career, injury riddled career. But he struggled at the will position, and he had his best game at Mike. And if we can get him back into that Mike, I believe that will be his best position. And yes, it would be as a backup right now because of Anthony Walker, who is a good Mike. But you have to do that, and it's not like he didn't also heavily invest in Will with Jeremiah Wusakoromoa, not only selecting him in the second round, but also trading up for him. And last but not least, the special teams, which in these preseason games, most of these players... The way they're going to make the roster is by being good special teams contributors. So this may be the most important aspect of these preseason games. Demetric Felton, JoJo Natson, and Jamarcus Bradley all had returns. None really stood out in their returning ability. Thought Felton and Bradley were solid. Natson, I didn't love his decision making in terms of what to leave and what to return. But I don't think either of them did very poorly or very well. They were just out there returning. Cody Parkey went 2-for-2 on field goals. Chase McLaughlin, the other guy in competition for that kicker spot, went 1-for-1. And he also went 2-for-2 on extra points. Jamie Gillen obviously has the punter job locked up. Two punts, 52.5 yard average. And just a very good night for him. Some of your best special teams contributors were Romeo McKnight, defensive end, 77.8 PFF grade in terms of special teams on 12 snaps, played on all aspects of special teams. Sione Takitaki had 76.3 PFF grade, played five snaps, didn't play on punt return at all, and didn't play on fugal block as well. Brian Allen, corner, played... 11 snaps on special teams, all aspects, 74.7 PFF grade. Jeremiah Wusukoromoa, 69.9 PFF grade on special teams on 15 snaps. And our guy playing on all aspects of special teams. And Dimitri Felton, running back, wide receiver hybrid, 68.5 PFF grade, 6 snaps. Did have a couple returns, was also out there on the cover teams, but he was not out there on field goals. That'll do it for us this week. 
on the Fired Up Browns podcast. Browns come away with a preseason win against the Jaguars on the road. And really, the wins losses aren't really going to matter. It's more the performance of the players, particularly what we see out of the starters and then what we can see on special teams or in flashes out of the backups that come in later on in the games. Really just want to look for those flashes, stuff that you can take and develop. That's really the main part, but obviously consistency goes a long way. That's how you can earn a more consistent role on the team. But other than that, you really look for some flashes. You look for guys that try hard, play on special teams. They can make the roster, good performances out of your starters. And that's about all you're really looking for is that. And now the Browns next week play the Giants at home Sunday at 1 o'clock. Let's get fired up.